one, two, three. You're very welcome along to the Brian and Kieran Warfield podcast, the ramblings of two Irish balladeers, featuring Brian Warfield of the fierce and mighty Wolf Tones and his son Kieran, that's me, of the band Catalpa and also of the bandwagon bus Dublin's only musical ballad tour on wheels. So sit back, relax, grab a tea, coffee, beer, or wine, or whatever takes your fancy as we go rambling through life's misty, foggy dew. Through stories, songs, history, politics, life on the road, and just a general bit of crack. I am a young fellow who's easy and bold. Castletown colours I'm very well known In Newcastle West I spent many a note With Kitty and Judy and Mary My father abused me for being such a rake And for spending me time in such frolicsome ways But I ne'er could forget the fair nature of Jane Or his fog of me so he'd bar at Someone sat on me hat and I lost my wee's pay Before the first light of the morning If I chance for to go to the town of Ratkeel All the girls all around me will flock on the square And some bring me punching and other sweet cakes For to treat me unknown to the old ones There's one from Mosquiton, there's one from the Pike Another from Baden, my heart has beguiled. All being from the mountains, their stockings, their white. August fog, me should more at I ne'er was inclined For the greatest of misers Must lead them behind I'll buy me a cow That will never run dry And I'll milk her by twisting the horn John Neighbor of Shunnel Had plenty of gold And Devonshire's treasures They're twenty times more But he stayed on his back Among nettles and stones August fog of me Stood more at all Say I'm foolish and more say I'm wise But be fond of the women I think is no crime For the son of King David had ten hundred wives And his wisdom was highly regarded And now for the future I mean to be wise And I sent for the women who acted so kind And I married them all in the morrow by and way If the clergy agree to the Ah yeah, the Limerick Rake there, the Wolf Tones on the Foggy Dew, their debut album, The Foggy Dew, back in 1965. Great song, that, the Limerick Rake. Yeah, and uh, it was sung there by Noel Nagel, and... uh that's just one of the songs we recorded uh, on that one day session with Jack Bagwistock. And, uh, you know, the whole album was recorded and, you know, I think it was in the morning and uh, we probably finished, <laughs> finished it by four o'clock that day. But, you know, it was a great experience for us. But that song, funny enough, um, we, are, we are going around uh, Ireland, travelling around uh, Ireland and we stopped in at, uh, at John B. Cain's pub in uh, Lishtol. Oh yeah, I know it. <laughs> and John B. God rest him now. He was he was alive and well and a great uh, a great uh, celebrity at the time. We called in, so yeah, we we told him uh, told him we are going around the country. We are doing a gig down in Killarney, and 
uh, we were collecting songs around the country, and he said, um, I have a guy here, he says, that might, he might be interested. He has a couple of songs from around the area, the Limerick uh, Lake was one of them. Mm. And uh, he made a, he sent down a message. I don't think he even had the phone, whatever. He sent down a message to bring him up to the pub. Uh, pints were poured out <laughs> in abundance. Mm. And uh, he told us a great story about uh, the, the, the song tradition around the Kerry and Limerick. Yeah. And... Uh, you meet and some great characters around that, don't you? Yeah, don't fabulous like characters. And this guy came in anyhow and he played the guitar. Can't remember his name, but uh, he sang the song and yeah. uh, we said we'd love to get it. And he said, yeah, well, why not? He said, uh, I'd love to give it to you. So um, he passed it on to us and uh, Noel Nagel uh, was appointed as the, the singer for that song. And uh, we, we went, to, it was one of the ones that we recorded. Now we probably got it we probably got it uh, back in 1964, yeah. uh, before we actually, you, you know, recorded and all that. But um, I thought it was very unique the way he sang it. This guy from Limerick, he had a, he had that little chorus, which you hiding dee, holding dee, hiding dee, hey, skiddery widdery, I follow the doodle and them what the, you know, this, the way I it goes. But day. anyhow, yeah, and we said, yeah, yeah, you got to do that. We thought that we were fascinated by the chorus and everything. But he, he, he generously gave us a song and uh, yeah. he, he could have made it himself, I guess, but then he was good enough singer and, you know, he was, wasn't a little bit, little bit older than us, but, you know, probably yeah. around the same, same age, two or three years in the difference. Yeah. But um, John B., great character, and, you know, he was, we, we had worked in his play in um, Kilcullen. They put on his play Menu, Menu 20. Yeah. And um, I think for the first time, uh, the way it was run down there by the Kilcullen uh, Drama Society, and the way they ran it there, they had us involved in many of their plays. Yeah. And uh, what we did is we kind of sang and um, in the middle of the play and all that kind of thing. We sang Many of Men at 20 and we sang, you know, whatever songs I was one of, one of the other plays that yeah, we did yeah. there. I've gone to see that. Yeah. yeah. It's a really good play. And uh, so we done a, a lot of that stuff, a lot of J.B. Uh, uh, Kane's um, stuff. And there were great, great plays and... Many of Men at 20 was a great song and an up song for, you know, back then in the 60s because of all the emigration to England and everything else like that. So, yeah, the, 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 the um, relationship we had with J.B. Kane was fantastic and uh, he gave us um, everything that he knew about Irish song and Irish ballads. So mm. we owe him a lot. Yeah, there was great characters down around there that you would have known down there like Mick O'Dwyer and... and Pat Spillane and all them. You would have known all them guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, but uh, that was a little before there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but I'm just... I'm just cause oh, yeah, we When did. I worked for Walton's, I used to travel around the Ring of Kerry, like, you know, and I used to deal with all the... Um, all the touristy shops, like, you know, and I used yeah. to have great fun meeting all the... There was some great characters, just funny and brilliant, quick-witted, just loved them, but, uh, yeah, sorry, John B. Keane. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we... We loved Kerry, and uh, Kerry was probably one of the first uh, counties to recognise the value of the wolf tones. Yeah, and uh, you know we we used to go to Ballybunion every, every for the race meeting every yeah. year, yeah. and it was a it was a thing that all the, the All Ireland uh, finalists always went down there. Dublin went down there. Kerry went down there. Of course, they were yeah. down there already. Yeah. <laughs> and Tip, who are a lot of a lot of the football teams. Uh, took a break after the, the championships, and uh, you'd meet every Tom Dick and Harry down there. Now you know it was difficult to get a, a, a place to stay back yeah. then, you know whatever. But uh, we had uh, been generously given a, a, a bedroom in, in, by one of our great friends down there, and we always kind of stayed around. It might be six in the bed, and the little one said, <laughs> uh, <do you laughs> "Move <don't> over." <laughs> you don't mind that when you're young. <laughs> no, we we were happy to have a place with your head. You know, it didn't have to be it didn't have to be Buckingham Palace and it certainly wasn't. <laughs> I remember when I went to Italia ninety, there was a we bought a four man tent, I think in one time in Palermo just said we stayed in a little fishing village outside of Palermo. 
called Sferi Cavallo. I think at one stage there was about eight in the tent. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just whoever got there had to stick their head in or whatever, look just to get so they wouldn't get mosquito bites. Like <laughs> but yeah, a great well, crack, great it, crack. Better, better than uh, out there, you know, yeah. with nothing covering or nothing over you. Yeah. But there were great times. We always found like a, a hay barn or something like that to stay in and... Uh, you know, when we went around the flats, I think I remember one time we stayed in the hay barn in Mullingar, down in Mullingar, and it was, it happened to be the hay barn that was attached to the mental institution down there. Right. And uh, my good friend, uh, since then, uh, Philip Woodnut, he, um, he worked in, uh, uh, as a cooper, uh, repairing the, ballot, uh, the, barrels, the barrels and all that. And uh, he worked at a cooperage there down in Island Bridge and uh, he, he used to put the barrels out to dry, um, you know, um, in a sunny day. And when it happened, the, the juice within the wood of the barrel, which was either brandy, whiskey, sherry, uh, sherry all kinds of stuff, would drain out of it, you see, and he'd put it into milk bottles and... Uh, we go to the flower with milk bottles full of brandy, whiskey, <laughs> and it was great stuff because, like, this is the stuff that was like maturing in the wood. Yeah. And it, when it came out of the wood, like my God, it was great stuff. But we used to bring it around where it's brandy. We were down the, in the mental place there, and there was a guy. There was a guy there. He was probably one of the you know, one of the fellas that you know was given responsibility. He couldn't. He didn't seem to be have that much problems anyhow. Seemed to be normal enough to us. Mm. But he says, "Okay, I'll let you stay here till. Ah, oh, you can stay here." He says till six o'clock, and then then he said the staff come in at half six seven, and he said you used to be gone by then. So once you no no messing around, no dirt, no no don't leave any evidence. So as a thank you gift. Uh, <laughs> Philip gave him a bottle of uh, a milk the bottle full of stuff. <laughs> I don't know what kind of stuff was in it. I don't know how he got on with that after, but he had to swig out of it while we were there. He probably became an inmate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he wasn't, he, he would be one after that stuff. But anyhow, the next morning, of course, we got up at six o'clock and moved out. And we moved outside the gate and uh, of the place. And it was a kind of a... We were outside, but kind of a laneway leading into a gateway into the property. So we, we lit a fire out there, and we brought a Billy Carn for a cup of tea or whatever. And um, who walked in? Only Barney McKenna. Yeah. And Barney McKenna walked in. And, oh, come on, Barney, give us an old tune. He had the banjo with him, you know. Yeah. So uh, we sat around the fire anyhow, and, and Barney started playing the tunes good old. We made a tea and a couple of sausages and a frying pan and whatever we had. Barney and we all we all made lashed into it on that on that morning, with the the banjo playing and the songs were singing. And funny enough, about that fla, I wrote a song about it, and it's called the Mullingar Fla. The Mullingar Fla was never forgot by those who were there and those who were not. The fla was good. The music was grand. The jigs and the reels and the songs of our land. And uh, uh, I had a line in it, uh, and the sane and insane, they all said that they all shared the bed, <laughs> which is the fact that we slept in the mental institution that, that uh, night. And it finished off great with, with uh, Barney. Barney was a great character. Yeah, I can And imagine. he was a very generous man, a very nice man, an easygoing man. And everybody got, got on with Barney, and everybody loved him. He was such a great, quite lovely man. Yeah. And I remember when he had the fishing boats out there in... Uh, in Holt and all that. Uh, I met him a couple of times over the years and uh, he was always a very, very nice guy. And, and uh, you know, he, he, we got on very, very well together. Yeah. And he, he, he would, at the drop of a hat, he would play the banjo or do anything like that. He, was, he didn't have to be coaxed, just loved it. Was he the best banjo player you ever heard? Well, I thought so. I, I was really delighted with his banjo playing. It was a, it, he had a wonderful style and and uh, a wonderful way of presenting the banjo. It was so easy going. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he, he looked like it wasn't. You know the way some people it looks very Just difficult. Natural, yeah. yeah, you know, <laughs> bending over yeah. concentration. Yeah, yeah, the concentration. But with Barney, my God, he could he could make a talk, and I, you know, it was great to watch him up front. You know, around the campfire and. 
the sausages coming on, sizzling on the palms, the tea boiling on the... Oh, it's great. You make me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but when you were hungry... I remember one time, in, in, uh, I think it was the first... It was, wasn't the All-Ireland Flam, Mullingar, but it was one before that, uh, about a year or so before that. And I wasn't used to drinking. And, of course, we went out drinking that night. And I think I had about three pints. And I always remember... Uh, my mother had given us uh, a can of spam. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> Horrible stuff. Classy. <laughs> but we, we were putting it on the pan, you see, and I I, I always had to get sick that night from all the Guinness I had, you know, Consumed. taken in. Yeah. Yeah. And when I smelled the spam, oh, my God, it smelled horrible. And I could never, ever look at a can of Spam again. I looked at a pint of Guinness again, but not the Spam. Well, in fairness now, Spam is pretty shite like it is. It's, <laughs> like, and I, I, it's bad enough when you open it and it, you eat it raw, but just put it on a pan and have it steaming up. Jesus. We were afraid it on the pan. Oh, but anyhow, we, we, uh, we never really got to... Got to uh, I never got to eat it. It's just the smell of it alone was making me sick again. <laughs> And the, the Mulligan Flower, of course, was meant to be on this year and last year. Uh, yeah, that's it's so a shame because... Big loss to the town. Well, hopefully they... But I think they move it on then the next two years. Don't, I don't know whether they'll... I, I don't know because we, we were at the last one, which was held in Drogheda. Drogheda, yeah, it was great. And, I went down to see was, That was great crack altogether. We played there in... Uh, we played there for three nights and uh, three, three nights. It was fantastic. It's absolutely mental. Yeah, mental. <laughs> but it's a wonderful occasion. That is and, it's great. And it's great to see all the kids walking around with yeah, uh, and music somebody, instruments on their back or just yeah. the confidence of them to play in front of crowds. Yeah, some of these yeah. kids like are just... It's unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Talent, yeah. The talent in Ireland, around the flowers, yeah. kids yeah. playing pipes and playing whistles and playing accordions and yeah. banjos. My God, the talent is unbelievable. Yeah, just to be able to have that confidence to sit in front of so many people. And most people would have a good few chairs on them as well. So yeah. they'd, be, they'd be open for criticism, like, you know, if a, if a mistake was made. What would you say about my budget playing? <laughs> Book. Don't say that again. <laughs> and apart from yourself, who was the best five-string banjo player you ever heard? Well, of course, Luke Kelly played the five-string banjo. Um, and Tommy Macon played the five-string banjo. I was, um, the person that influenced me most was Pete Seeger. Yeah. And Pete Seeger, uh, when I was only young, I was about 15, I guess, or 16, maybe, um, Pete Seeger came to Dublin. Mm. And he, um, he asked uh, for some people to surround him that would know the choruses of his songs, like, you know. Yeah. So uh, I was part of the Young Folk Song Society at that time. And uh, I was invited to be part of... Uh, we were all invited, all, yeah. all the members invited to uh, to be part of that. So we went on stage with Pete Seeger and uh, I was amazed at the great talent that he had and the way that he could, the way they could manoeuvre an audience. Like yeah. he could make an audience cry, yeah. clap along like hell and sing. And, you know, he, it was an amazing character. And that it's influenced a- me more than anything. Yeah. And I said, I'm definitely going to play the banjo. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a thing in itself, isn't it? The persona to be able to own the stage, like it's a it's a skill in itself. Apart oh, from yeah, yeah. playing the music or singing a song, to own the stage, like to be able to captivate an audience, like you you can do that too. Like I owe a lot to uh, yeah, I yeah. owe a lot to watching other people. That's uh, everybody does. You learn your trade as you go along, but yeah. it is important, of course, to um, involve Engage, your audience yeah. uh, one way or the other. I mean, some people. You know, wonder why, you know, they they they, they don't uh, communicate with with the audience enough to to bring them along for what they want them to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you, I've seen people be great musicians, but they couldn't handle an audience. Yeah. You know, they expected everyone to love them just because they could play well. Yeah, yeah. That's not a, that's not the way it is. I have to up my game. Yeah, <laughs> you got to be more than that. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, there was there was great occasions, you know, around the thing, and that's I was delighted to be part of that show because I don't think Pete Seeger came much to Ireland after that. Yeah. And uh, you know, I was just a, a Pete Seeger fan, and uh, 
Did you get his autograph? A banjo fan. I didn't. I didn't even think of it at that, no. <laughs> that stage. I wasn't in a kind of an autograph guy. You know yeah. what I mean? I just, I hated bothering anybody for anything. You know. I'm a bit like that too. But um, what's the likes now? Scott Brown is leaving Celtic this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's gone off to Aberdeen. Yeah. And uh, like I've I've met him a couple of times and I've never asked him for an autograph and and I was yeah. going, geez, why didn't I ask him for an autograph? Now I said <laughs> he's a legend. He's going to be leaving. I never have that opportunity again. So I made a, a query and uh, I'm posting a jersey over tomorrow to get uh, signed. So, signed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to have it. Just and to, when when is he leaving now? When? Well, the last game will be the last league game, but yeah. what do you, like if I was manager of the team after the performance on Sunday, I'd play all the young fellas and you know anybody yeah. that. Yeah, like yeah. there was a lot of dead weight there on Sunday or yesterday, as you seen yourself. Yeah, well, that was a Rangers and Celtic game, and um, it was very disappointing to um, any of the Celtic mm. uh, supporters. Um, it just means that the Celtic need a whole rethink about their whole effort, the whole club, and, and the way it's. Uh, nine years of great success. Oh, yeah. Know? Like, as I said to you before the start of it, I said, like, I went over 88, 80, my first time. They won the double that year, and I thought, oh, this is great. <laughs> I didn't see them lift another trophy until 1995 when I went over for the cup final against Airdrie. Yeah. You know, now they won in 89 to beat Rangers in the cup final, but I didn't get to see that. That was uh, with Joe Miller, I think. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you can't take it for granted. That's what we, no, you know, no. we seem to we seem to take it for granted. You know, because we were winning, 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 and doing quadruple yeah, trebles. Great, like, yeah, know. but it's it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of um, a lot of teamwork. And uh, if if any any of those elements go a little bit off, the team goes off. I mean, look at Liverpool. Yeah, and uh, Liverpool were doing fantastic. Um, you know, I thought they couldn't be beaten, and I was saying, "Oh, not another one of these like right. Manu sides that yeah. keep winning, 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 winning all the time." Nothing wrong with that, but if you're not a fan, you like to see them be beaten now and again, yeah. <laughs> especially United. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, that's that's what it is. That's football, uh, and uh, you know that you, you can't keep winning. No, like we're. 20, 25 years would be no fun. Well, I think you keep have to, you have to keep changing it up, and you know I don't think Celtic did enough of changing it up, and some of the players that were brought in and some of the players that were kept, and we know that they didn't want to be there, and it can clearly be seen by the performance that they yeah, put in. Yeah. So, anyway, look at it was depressing enough watching it yesterday without talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to the Limerick Rake. I looked it up, and the feck all to find about uh, the Limerick Rake, apart from the fact that it first appeared in Colm O'Loughlin's 1939 publication, Irish Street Ballads. You probably have that book, have you? I do, indeed, yeah. yeah, yeah well, yeah. that's the first, uh, yeah. the first time it appeared anywhere in written word. Yeah, well, we probably got it as clear and as near to the yeah. source as possible. And the, in other words, it was still a well-sung song around the yeah. area of of Limerick, uh, Kerry area, yeah. and uh, I mean the borders. This stall is is only uh, yeah, it's yeah. only a stone throws from uh, the borders of Limerick. So you can imagine that it was a well, a well uh, known song around, around the area. area. Yeah. yeah, and do you know what a rake is? Huh? Do you know what a rake is? I Just do. For, the, for the people that don't know what a rake is, <laughs> yeah, I, used well, it's not about, a... I used to think it was about something about. Cutting grass. Yeah, and raking the garden, which I often got you to do. <laughs> well, obviously not. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's a wayward character. Yeah, yeah well, it's... Wayward the, character. The, the term of it means a man habituated to immoral conduct. <laughs> it's a technical term for it. Yeah. Or, or also a prodigal wasting his fortune on women and gambling. Yeah, yeah, and, rake. Wine, and wine. Well, it's, it wasn't the only song about, you know, rakes were kind of like... Uh, Anybody, young people, spirited people that went out and made assholes of themselves, <laughs> I guess. But you had the rakes of Mallow. Yeah. And uh, you had the, in, in the songs of the, 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 the 19th century and mid-19th century, the rakes, it was a common word for people who were a bit, uh, a bit uh, flamboyant in their lifestyle. Mm. And the Irish part in it. August fog of the I leave it there as as it is or whatever. Oh, yeah. Let it be as it, it is. is. We, we leave that as it is. is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, that and that's uh, probably a well-known Irish saying too. Yeah. 
Um, well, it means a couple of different things depending on what part of Ireland you're from. It means different up in yeah, Der- yeah, the likes yeah, of Derry yeah. than it does down in in Killar- Kerry. Kerry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that that'd be the, the you know the the different dialects, you know, which yeah. uh, Ireland, you know, Ireland being, you know, the, it's like the it amazes me when I go around um, Ireland that there's so many different accents. Mm. You know, I, like it's amazing. Like, say, if you're on the um, Waterford Cork border, right, yeah. and you have the Waterford accent, which is quite nice and all that. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, there we go. Here, bye. You know, that's so, so different. Yeah. And like, you only go like six miles, three miles down the road. Yeah. And they change, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> and how did that happen? Uh, some of them are very difficult to understand, especially down there around uh, Kerry, like right down the around the ring of Kerry. Jesus, I remember the first time I walked in somewhere, and I was looking to see if I, he wanted to open an account. And he, I asked him the question, and he answered me back, and I was going, "I have not got a clue what that man just said to me." Like, <laughs> I just looked dumbfounded at him, going, <laughs> "Well, I, I'll tell you something. We were down in Killarney at one stage and playing the Glen Eagle at the time, and." Uh, I'm up at the bar having a nice pint for myself and we, uh, Jano the Jarvey comes up and uh, he was one of the Jarveys down there. And he's, I remember him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he, yeah. We're, we're talking at the counter and then this other guy comes over from Belfast and the guy from Belfast is at one side and Jano's on the other, you know. Yeah. So Jano goes, oh, yeah, that'd be fine, whatever, you know, I'd say to him then. And then the guy from Belfast said, what, what did he say? I say, well, he said blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And then John will say, what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in the middle of this pair and I'm trying to interpret. Translate. <laughs> translate the English language uh, uh, to uh, to each other. And I, know, I was in the middle, but I was used to both accents. Oh, yeah, well, the Belfast accent's quite tough. Yeah, yeah. If you get, if you get a Belfast accent that's, uh, you know, that's fast and moving, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful accent, but... Uh, you know, you got to understand and slow down a bit. Yeah, uh, it took me a while now uh, of going up to Belfast and playing in Belfast before I actually was able. Now I can understand every. Yeah, every yeah. Way. And then because you know, I always meet a lot of lads going across on the boat to Glasgow, like you know, so we, we, you get to know the you know the faces. Yeah, yeah. And you get yeah. chatting to them, and then it becomes yeah. second nature. Now I pick it up quite. Yeah, easy. well, I I wouldn't have trouble now with the Belfast accent. Or, Indeed, any accents now. I've been so used to going around Ireland and, yeah. you know, and being part of Ireland, all all counties, yeah. over the years that I'm used to every single accent. And the, what's your favourite accent? Ah, uh, the Dublin one. <laughs> <laughs> the real Dove now, the inner city Dove. Or the... It amazes me how many different accents there are in Dublin. Yeah. You know, you have the D four. Yeah. You have the, you know, you have the uh, sort of. Darky accent, then you have the real darky, darky accent, which would be the kind of, you know, the native to darky rather than the the, the, uh, the newcomers. But um, there's great accents around. I mean, I, I I love all the accents. I get a great crack out of all the accents, yeah. you know. Loud is great. I'd probably loud yeah. is the hardest to, to get here. Go now, get there now. Yeah. I did not. It's not that bad. Um, what else is there? Uh, the, the first one, when I first went up to loud. I remember walking into a room of people I didn't know and you start at the first person and they go, well, and you go, grand, yeah, thanks. And then they go, well, well, well. <laughs> and it took me a while to get used to that, you know. But yeah. that's all, I think Monaghan, they'd say that as well, you know. It's, yeah, it's well, yeah. well, well, well. Yeah, well, you know, the, I love accents. I, I, you know, Cork and Kerry are very rich and, uh, you know, they're... They're very strong. You could almost... You know the great singers, and that's yeah. the, the the accent actually sings. Waterford is like Dublin and Leinster; it's a bit flat. Yeah. You know, it's a bit flat. And yeah. Wexford, Wexford is kind of unique. It has a touch, and yeah. it has a touch of an northern accent yeah. in in its accent. Yeah. Um, Wicklow. Ar- uh, Arklan and Wicklow. Yeah. <laughs> they have their unique accent. Yeah, they, they, they still has a, a little unique. It's it's in, closing to, closing in on Dublin, and I guess. A lot of people from Dublin uh, came from Wicklow, and and, uh, and it surrounds like uh, one of our great my great grandfather who was a fisherman, and uh, he I was just looking up there. He had four different fishing boats, but one of them was in Arklow, mm. and he, he called what, what was that called? Uh, he had the Primrose, the Mary Anne, and 
the oh I can't remember the third one. He had it in he had it in a, in Arklow. Oh, right. eighteen fifty three was the year he bought that. Wow. Yeah, and then he had he had other ones there. He gave it on the registry. He was he was the captain of the ship and owner. Eighteen, but not long after the famine, still. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, him being a fisherman probably you know helped uh, him survive, yeah. and probably helped uh, a lot of other people survive because uh, fish wasn't something that you exported. Mm. Um, it was for the local market. Wouldn't last anyway. They yeah, didn't, yeah. didn't have refrigeration back then, did it? They didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> they salted, uh, yeah. but they salted fish. But then that kind of an expensive thing to get salt. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's the way life goes on, isn't it? You know, like there both for fortune go you and I. Yeah. And you got vaccinated finally. One. I did. Shot. I'm glad to get it. Um, the first one, uh, the fires are beyond thin. Uh, so what's the first thing you're going to do now when everything opens up? What's... Well, hopefully I'll have a nice pint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still dreaming of that pint. Creamy, lovely, Guinness. Oh, I still dream about it. Well, you can go out everywhere doing that. Yeah, no, I'm not going to drink it outside in the road, you know. <laughs> bring it into the car. You enjoyed the ones you had in Greystones. Oh, I did, enough. yeah. We sat on the parkway on a park bench. It was a beautiful day, though. Yeah, it was a lovely yeah, day. yeah. It's great. But they're the little things that you miss and the little things that you enjoy when you can grab a moment to do something special. Yeah. I think, like, having that point that you can't have... Well, we could. It was open to get takeaways at the time, so, you know, we did have that point, and uh, it was appreciated because you didn't have it for a while before that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's the way it was. Well, this one's longer, isn't it? When it's long last, now, yeah. I had my last point Christmas Eve. I went out Christmas Eve because I knew we were going to be locked up. Locked up, yeah. yeah and I just said, fucking I'm going out. Yeah. <laughs> Was it Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve? I think they shut down for Christmas Eve, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I think yeah, it was the yeah, night before, before Christmas, Christmas Eve, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So that was, that was the last time. And I think, was it? No, the last time I was in the pub was probably in New York. And that was the last time in the pub. You haven't been in the pub since? No. Oh, jeez, I was. No, no. Oh, yeah, I did. I, I went to I see... went to Beelands. Yeah, 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 I was in Beelands for a yeah. podcast, and then I went... Um, did, didn't we go over and see uh, a match over in, uh, over in Rakul? I don't know. I didn't go with you. You, you were with me. Oh, sorry, yeah, the, the All-Ireland final. Yeah, the All-Ireland yeah, yeah, final. Yeah, 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 yeah we yeah, did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Jeez, we got drunk as monkeys that night. <laughs> <laughs> But that was very well organised and everybody was like social distance and all that yeah, kind no, of thing. In fairness to the publicans, they've done everything they can that's been asked them, you know. And I think they did. And, you know, again, there's always the rogue. Yeah. Wherever, wherever you do and wherever you are, wherever business you're in, there's always that rogue trader yeah. that will uh, break the red lines, you know, and that's the unfortunate thing. Still you doing know. it. There's still she beans being opened up all over the place. Oh, God help them. There, You know, if you have a mortgage in your bar and something yeah. like that, you, you must be dying to death and worried to of death, course, yeah. you know, yeah. about your business. Just glad I'm not in that business anymore. Yeah, it's it, like, it's a tough business for having to cope with this, yeah. you know, and yeah. that's, that's what makes it almost impossible. That's for sure. But they, they'll be back sooner than later, I hope. Yeah. We're talking about opening in June, isn't it? I don't think the pubs will open in June. I think they'll open up um, hotels and yeah, and, but that's, and stuff that's like a that. pub. Well, they... <laughs> 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 you're grasping at straws here, Dad. <laughs> but the, the the thing is, though, everywhere's going to be open up north. There's just going to be an exodus up to the six counties. I don't know whether the like. Um... I don't know. Um, but they're opening in, in May. The pubs are opening up there in May. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, they, they're, yeah. like the band's booking gigs up there now. Yeah. Well, I was talking to my cousin there yesterday, and uh, Tony Baloney, and he, he said he got two things yesterday. Mm. He went to Mass, yeah. and then went to the pub afterwards and had a couple of pints. Uh, don't tell me that. So that's as normal as you can get. I'm not too worried about the Mass bit, but... <laughs> <laughs> Just a public. Uh, sure, look at Yeah. Hopefully back soon. Um, so anything else happening? What are we look, looking at? Towards? Well, we're looking at uh, hopefully going back uh, to play, um, hopefully back in 
October in Ireland, the October weekend, yeah. and the weekend beforehand, and November in Scotland and England. Yeah. So hopefully that's the case. Um, I know they're opening up in England uh, pretty shortly, and I don't know what the law or regulation will be. But, uh, I mean, if you don't book the halls now, you, you, know, you, won't, you, get one, yeah. you won't get one yeah. later once, once they loosen up. Yeah. And we also booked for next Easter as well. So just in case we couldn't get in in October, we we, we have the halls booked for for Easter next year. For Ireland or? For, for, for Ireland or for? For Ireland, we have like the National Stadium and we have a National Stadium on Good Friday and, you know, um, we would uh, Cork and Limerick and... Yeah, yeah. yeah all the gigs yeah. that you yeah, yeah, had yeah. booked out. Right. Being moving on and on and on yeah. and on and... Don't worry, we didn't do anything with your money. It's still, <laughs> it's still, it's still there. <laughs> it's still there in Ticketmaster or wherever the ticket place is. We can't lay our hands on it and the show is over. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've... I've obviously, you're not uh, booking anything, but uh, I'm looking at doing a, a big charity event in uh, in August. Really, yeah. 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 So my idea was um, to go around every GA ground in Ireland in 48 hours and sing the county song at that uh, at that ground. Wow. Uh, so it's nearly 2,000 kilometres yeah. to, to go around the whole of Ireland. Are you walking? No. No, <laughs> <laughs> no we're going to drive and uh, we're going to... It's called 32 Songs for Ireland. Very it, good. It's for Focus Ireland. And I got the idea from Kevin Aiken did it with um, with for Young John for his charity. Oh, yeah, when they, yeah, they went yeah. around every football ground in Scotland. But they just travelled to the ground and, and uh, then moved on to the next one. So we're going to get out sing and we're going to hopefully have people join us and sing. And then I'll be looking for companies from that county to sponsor the county song for the Focus Ireland, you know, so. So if you're listening there, folks, and uh, you have any ideas uh, for Kieran and his great big effort as charity um, around the, uh, all the all the great clubs of uh, Ireland, all the great... All the GA grounds. All, yeah. Like, I've been at a lot of them. Yeah, You know, yeah. gone to see the Dubs play or whatever. Yeah. But uh, just to be able to travel around them all and say, no, unfortunately... Uh, Antrim don't, doesn't have one because Casement Park is in ruins uh, yeah, and they're yeah. still waiting on planning permission to go through well, you can that. sing outside oh yeah I know yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying we just, <laughs> we'll stand on the on the Anderson Road or whatever yeah, it is there, yeah. and uh, we'll give a tune from there you know okay so uh, keep the ideas coming yeah so we're go- what we're going to do is going to get onto O'Neill's and try and get them to sponsor jerseys and wear the jersey of the county at the ground and then hopefully get the GA county board from that county to get it signed and then auction it off afterwards. Oh, well, excellent know, so. idea, yeah, yeah. So there's loads of uh, other ways we're going to... Yeah. But we're going to finish up on All-Ireland final day in Crow Park on the bandwagon bus. Oh, fantastic, yeah. yeah. So, so y- You're not going to take the bus around with you, are you? Jesus, Dad, it'd take you about two weeks to get around. It's Ireland very slow. Bus. It's very <laughs> slow, yeah. Well, it's not designed for country roads, like, you know, yeah, yeah, you know where yeah. we're, we're, like, we're trying to get the quickest route to everywhere. And well, like, lads like, and lasses, you've got to try this bus when it comes back, when the COVID thing comes out. It's really, really great fun. I've, I've been on it a couple of times on the, on the run around Dublin and, you know, sang a couple of songs on it and, uh, the, 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 it's amazing the reaction you get as you travel around down O'Connor Street, all around the city. People are turning around. We saw people dancing on the sidewalks. Yeah. I have to say, when we did the first, because obviously we, we started it just as COVID was hitting. <laughs> the launch was meant to be it's in great March. Great timing. <laughs> <laughs> the launch was meant to be in March. But we got out a couple of times, and the first time that we came back after the first lockdown, and the joy on the streets of Dublin as we were going past and the smiles on the faces because yeah, people yeah. there was a lot of sad looking people walking around the city but when we went by and they heard the music they were dancing along and smiling yeah, yeah. and right throughout the whole few times that we did get out uh, it, was, it was great like and that was, I was trying to explain that to the girl in Focus Island, Ireland like you know about it and she was like that's an amazing idea she had to look at it online like you know yeah, so yeah. you can have a look online at bandwagonbus.com yeah it's, it's worth a go honest yeah. to God it's great but like we, we, I don't know when we're going to get back. That's yeah, thing, we you know. we got up to uh, remember getting up to the Phoenix Park, and yeah. it wasn't quite locked down at the time. And um, you know, there was it was a wonderful, clear, sunny day, and uh, the crowds were sitting around the park and everything else. The 
the crowds got up and sang and dancing around. It was like, oh, it's unbelievable. But, you know, it, it, it bring, it's going to bring great atmosphere into Dublin. Yeah, yeah. You know, as it moves I know, I'm looking forward to getting back on it now, yeah, to be honest. Yeah. Like, you know, just to, but uh, I can't see it happening this year. I just can't see it happening oh, this year. Oh, well, hopefully it does. So uh, we look forward to it anyway next year and give it a proper launch. And you can yeah. bring a party out. Like uh, it's it's great that you you know if you have. Um, Jeez, you we, know, had, we had someone's party booked, but yeah, the, yeah, it was. I think it was. This, it was a big birthday. Like you know, and if you have a birthday party or or yeah. Christmas party or Christmas and all that, it's going to be a wonderful stag way to celebrate. It's stag yeah. nights and all the rest of it. You know, it's just a great. A great way of said, and unique, and people like love something different, and that's definitely different. Yeah. Well, hopefully, back on the road soon, and we'll have a, a blast. We'll have a hooli on the bus. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, so, will we play out with your Mullingar fla? Yeah, why not? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll see if I can find it. I don't know whether whether I have it. Uh, it is a great song. Yeah, the Mullingar fla. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. great. Have you got? I'm oh not sure. I can't. I was going to say I'll burn it off the CD, but I bought a computer without a CD thing in it. <laughs> Maybe I have it out there. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'll get it. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll it I off. think it's. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a CD anyhow. I'll rub it off YouTube. I can't play it. I've nothing to play it on. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it's gone, folks. No one has a CD player anymore. I'm raging. What, what the hell was them things that you say all the cassettes? Yeah. And what about vi- well, vinyl is back, isn't it? Yeah, I was on a eBay the other day I was looking uh, for something I can't remember what I, was looking. I think I was looking for a, a jersey an old jersey that I wanted to get and uh, I came across a few Wolf Tone things and one of the things was a, a big A2 was it A2 or A3 poster from your um, tour you did down in Australia with Duke Special oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you look back at all the old posters you probably wish you had kept a lot of them, would you? I suppose I would have, yeah. You know, I, I remember there was so many posters in this yeah. house and we never kept but, any of them. Yeah, but how, I mean, uh, my wife goes crazy with all the stuff I have in the house oh, as it stands. So, yeah, I'm very dirt collector. Well, I'll get rid of all, get rid of <laughs> She can't wait to get things to the bin. Never mind, I'm lucky to be here. <laughs> <laughs> But you had a great collection of stuff. But uh, like yeah, even, yeah. even I think back to all the old Sheemshif Kushli posters and all. Like, I know, no, yeah. none of them. No, It'd be I worth know. a fortune now. Probably, yeah. yeah well, yeah, yeah. I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> Who was your favourite performer then in Sheemshif Kushli? Did you did you ever watch any of the bands? Stay on and watch any of the bands, or did you just get up and do your slot? And I did. I did watch. The watch. And <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was. Now, normally after a gig, we we normally did the... You were the last always, weren't you? We did the last song before the interval. All right. Yeah. yeah. And then, then you had... Sometimes we opened the second part, but I preferred the, the, the spot before the interval because everybody was hot then. The, 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 the whole crowd was in and, you know, it was the best spot for me anyhow. Yeah. And uh, whereas, you know, by the time you're the fourth act, they're a bit... Fed up and they're, you know, yeah, getting tired. They've had, yeah, that was normally the top act. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but they were all great. You know, we had a great experience with all the great performers yeah. and uh, many gigs. Did you do on Chips Kusli? For yeah. anyone that doesn't know, by the way, I, I think I think we did thirteen. Give a bit of background on Chips Kusli. Well, Chips Kusli was um, we were coming back from uh, I think from a festival in. Uh, in, in France, and uh, we had hired a private jet and uh, to get over there and get back. And we had collected, and of course, we got other people hopped on the jet yeah. <laughs> with us. And uh, so anyhow, coming back, we were talking about, uh, you know, why don't we do that in Ireland, like the festival that we had just been in France. Yeah. And uh, we spoke about it and all that, and, and then... Um, Oliver was part of the county board, the Cork County Board, in in uh, as part of the committee or some some way involved. But uh, he, he, they were running out of money because of the you know the the new stadium and all yeah. that had been done, and they needed money. So he suggested doing a festival, a kind of a thing. And the first one was the Dubliners, Chieftains, Wolf Tones. And uh, uh, Alan Stavell. Oh yeah. 
and that was the first one. Yeah. And then we were on every one after that for 13 years. Yeah. They were great occasions. I, really, I, yeah, I yeah. still have very good memories of them. I remember the last one, uh, the day before you two played with UB40, um, the Dubliners and Christy Moore, I think. Yeah, and then the following day, you played with um, the Pogues, yourselves, Status Quo, and Status Quo, and... They were good lineups. Uh, oh, brilliant lineups, yeah. Great lineups. Like both yeah. days were sold out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the, the day before I went to the one with you two, the day before now, wouldn't be a U2 fan now, but back then when they were a real rock band, yeah, 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 they were just brilliant. It was one of the best gigs. That was the, the uh, what tour was that? The Joshua Tree tour. Yeah, yeah. Did you, you went at the one with um, Michael Jackson? Or? I did, I went into that. Um, oh, did you? Yeah. Because yeah. remember, Oliver sent you tickets and nobody That's else right, in the yeah, house yeah. wanted to go, so I went down. <laughs> so, I, it was brilliant. Yeah, because yeah. he played two nights, but I only had tickets for the Saturday. I ended up uh, buying tickets for the Sunday. Did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ended up beside uh, what's his name, the DJ, the radio DJ, Ian. Ian, what's his name? Oh, I can't think of his name. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But I ended up standing beside him. Yeah, not, not through your ticket, but through. The, just the, the one I bought black market out in the street <laughs> <laughs> but I had no hotel afterwards you couldn't get a hotel for love oh, so I had to drive back to Dublin yeah, after the gig yeah. I was freaking wrecked I never forget going driving home because that, that was the old Cork road yeah and yeah. Uh, you know you, it was a long journey back from Cork back then I'm telling you it was yes. I've done it many a time I can trying to keep myself awake I had to jump humpbacked out. bridges and everything yeah, oh, it was brutal <laughs> what's a humpback bridge <laughs> Yeah. He wasn't in Notre Dame, was he? <laughs> the Hunchback Bridge. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they were, they, they, the Shimsko Sleeve Festival was brilliant in the atmosphere. But I always remember the reaction you guys got from the crowd, like, you know, it just oh, yeah. completely changed. Well, it, it was said by many people that the only reason they went to Shimsko Sleeve was to see the Wolf Tones mm-hmm. uh, bring down every international act. <laughs> 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 they were all afraid to go on after us. And there was some great, like, there was. Don McLean, yeah, Chris yeah, yeah. I remember the year I went down to Don McLean. I, I got the train down and back. I think I stayed in uh, Lan and Grandad's the night before. Yeah, and got the train down. Got quite drunk on that train, I can tell you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> met a few Don McLean fans that were giving out about the Wolf Tones. Great shows. days, yeah, great shows. Great yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. If you, you remember can, them, you can actually see them on YouTube. So oh yeah, there's a good lot of them yeah. there. So yeah, if, you, yeah. if you type in Shim Shkoshli into YouTube and and uh, you'll be able to pull up a few of the yeah, the great shows, the, the gigs and the atmosphere. And it was yeah. it was before any of the big festivals came along. They were probably the first festival. Yeah, in and you know a, a lot of the people like status quo. You know, um, they said uh, there was never a, an atmosphere like it. And then after the Shimshas and most of the Max went to Shimshas and their managers and everything else like that. They caught on to the idea of having the crowd waving and cheering and all that kind mm. of thing. So, you know, uh, we were probably acclaimed as one of the great live acts of that uh, period. Mm. And we certainly will be responsible for a lot of um, the ways in which uh, festivals took place after that. Mm. Remember, yeah. like back in the day, um, most international acts only played indoors. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's certainly a big thing now, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's a big money thing now because, like, you can get huge crowds in. Yeah, yeah. Well, not now, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Cove put a stop to that. Yeah. So, as I was telling you, we have a, a new listener in Azerbaijan, in Baku. In Azerbaijan. I know it well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope to go there in October, so if, yeah. if that person is listening, send me all the details of... Uh, of uh, where it's good to go and show him around, and he'd buy you a few pints. Yeah, I sing you a song and sing you a song and everything. Yeah. So uh, we play out then with the Mullingar Fly. If I can find it, if not, it'll yeah. be something else. Yeah, you'll find it. <laughs> I'll find it. I'll rub it off YouTube like I did with the other one. Yeah. Oh, did I say that? I'm, you no, did. I'm you okay. did. But we we never got royalties for it. No. All right. So uh, next week, what are we next week? Can you remember off the album, Dad? No, no, no. <laughs> the dry, it's a surprise. The Dryland Sailors. Oh, come on, you Dryland Sailors, and listen to me. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Dryland Sailors. Yeah, yeah. 
And after that, then we've got follow me. We've only got actually. This is the what are we at now? The eleventh, twelfth. This is our tenth episode. Well, well our tenth well, of the yeah, album, so yeah. it's our twelfth actual episode oh, of yeah of the shows. Well, that includes the drunken St. Patrick's Day birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, we got some comments on that oh, machine. The one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a little too much Guinness, I think. But it was enjoyable. Yeah, it was a great crack. A great crack. Probably just as well it wasn't recorded for first Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, look, we leave it there. Uh, how do you say that in, in Irish? Fog of a shoe with Maratashi. That's it. All right, so it's good night for me. And it's good night for me. Bye bye. Slang of all. The Mullingar flower will be never forgot By those who were there and by those who were not The crack it was good and the music was grand The jigs and the reels and the songs of our land There was banjos and whistles and barons and pipes And fiddles and zitters and flutes of all types And we sang the old song, sure, the old-fashioned songs Strike up an old tune and we'll all sing along And we got sure we never did know no wrong And we sang the great songs of old Ireland I heard the pipes played with the magical sound I seen a jig danced and they ne'er touched the ground Was attended by all, both the living and the dead The sane and insane, sure they all shared a bed And Bacchus and Venus, they sported and played And the weekend extended by four to five days And we sang the old song, sure the old-fashioned songs Strike up! And our tune and we'll all sing along And we got sure we never did know no wrong And we sang the great songs of old Ireland songs they were killed without a reason or rhyme and songs resurrected from beginnings of time i heard a traditional rock and roll song some sang it right and some sang it wrong the stories the love songs the old songs the new the jigs and the reels and the rebel songs too and we sang the old song sure the old-fashioned songs strike up an old tune and we'll all sing along And we got sure we never did know no wrong And we sang the great songs of old Ireland Now here's to those who are dead and are gone And here's to those who have yet to be born And here's unto those who are living today Here's unto those who are far, far away And may God rest the souls of the men dead and gone But their songs and their music is still living on And we sang the old song, sure, the old-fashioned songs Strike up an old tune and we'll all sing along And we got sure we never did no one no wrong And we sang the great songs of old Ireland